For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back from vacation, we're talking Atlanta Hawks roster. And is this backcourt a top five backcourt? We'll talk about it right here, right now, on the Hawks Beat Podcast. Kevin Herter to get it in. Everyone standing at State Farm Arena. Herter looks, plays it into Trey. Two seconds, one. Trey Slaughter. Rip his heart out, I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal in Michigan, most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynch is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from Nairclaw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. You are now listening to the Hawks Beat Podcast with your host, Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another edition of the Hawks Beat Podcast. It's your man, Edub, taking you on another journey of Atlanta Hawks basketball. And what's up, folks? I have missed (laughs) y'all. I have, uh, I'm fresh back from uh, my vacation. And I decided to make it a true vacation, which means I didn't do any podcasting. I didn't do much uh, tweeting from my Hawks account. Needed a little vacay, folks. Needed a little vacay. So uh, shout out to all the good folks out in uh, Hilton Head, uh, South Carolina. Went out there for some uh, R&R with the family. Had a great time. But uh, I wanted to come back. And at least give you guys a little something, right? Give you guys a little something. This is kind of the dead period for the NBA. I mean, it is dead. Um, and it's funny because you can always go on the, <laughs> on the Hucks Twitter and see folks still talking about potential trades and rumors, this, that, and the other. But uh, by and large, it's a dead period. It's really a dead period, and, and I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna be honest with y'all. You're not gonna get a lot of content from me right now. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm going back to work on Monday, so um, it might be touch and go for the rest of the month. But we'll see as we get closer to training camp. But uh, thank you for checking us out wherever you may be listening. Today's gonna be kind of a, a quick pod. I just wanted to go over some roster things that happened while I was uh, on vacation. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about our backcourt. There was a tweet that got folks talking about what, uh, how good is this backcourt tandem 
Trey Young and DeJounte Murray. So we'll kind of dig into that a little bit and uh, we'll kind of go from there. If you are new to the podcast, uh, we want you to connect with us on our social media. So uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, hit us up at Hawks Beat. That's all one word, Hawks Beat. Whatever you are, uh, whatever platform you're on, we're on there. So make sure you connect with us, subscribe to the podcast, and give us a five-star rating. So uh, we would greatly appreciate that. All right, so let's get down with the get down. So the latest in uh, the, uh, I guess, moves as far as the roster is concerned, uh, the Atlanta Hawks signed Wes Matthews Jr., a... uh, a savvy veteran. <laughs> when guys play that long, you gotta kinda uh you gotta kinda say that they're a savvy veteran, right? So uh the Atlanta Hawks signed Wes Matt Wes Matthews Jr. to um to uh, add a little depth to it. And, and um just my initial outtake from it, uh Wes is thirty six years old. He's been in the league what is it, 16, 17 years? Um, he's been in the league for a good little while. I don't know. He came in 2009, I think 14, 15, somewhere around there. He's been in the league for a while, out of Marquette. I've always liked Wes Matthews. I don't think this is a game-changing move. If you look at the free agent market, it is, um, I'm not going to say it's barren, <laughs> Nah, it's barren, yo. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. I'm not gonna y'all know how I get down on the podcast. It's, it's kind of it's, it's not much out there, but this is a guy that you can bring in, and I I don't see any negative as far as far as this move is concerned. Um, I was listening to my guy Brad. Shout out to Brad on Locked On Hawks podcast. Does a great job over there. A good good buddy of mine. Um, and he kind of said this move reminded him of the Aaron Holiday move, where you just kind of need a savvy veteran who can come in and give you good minutes. And I think that that's what this is. You know, he's not a guy that's going to be like, oh, you're not finna start him. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not going to bank on him to give you, like, hardcore minutes. But for what it's worth, this is a savvy veteran that you bring into your locker room. And a lot of people don't talk about that. But that was one of the things I was concerned about, specifically when you let John Collins go. Um, John Collins was unequivocally the leader, the the vocal leader inside that locker room. And that you, you've heard me say on this podcast, you know, where's the leadership going to come from? You know, I, I know Trey is kind of a leader, but he's not really that guy. You know, what I mean, Jonte, he could be that guy, but I don't know, you know, and so. These are legitimate questions that I had. Um, so now with the addition, if you keep a Patty Mills, if you keep a West Matthews Jr., you have two guys in your locker room that have rings, that have hardware, that's seen it, that's seen it up close. What winning an NBA championship looks like. And to me, like that matters, like that matters, you know, because you might go through a time in November or December where you may lose five in a row. You're going to need that guy to stand up and say, hey, let's keep it together. Let's keep pushing. Like that stuff matters, y'all. Like that stuff really matters. So adding a guy like this who's won a, who's won a ring, um, that's good for your locker room. Now, will he, is he going to stay here? Is Patty Mills going to stay here? There's talk about both of them. 
maybe moving on. I don't know. But I think that if you keep both of those guys, I think it's a plus. I think it's a plus, you know. Um, of course, the word on the street is, you know, they're trying to get Pascal Siakam. So I don't know what the roster would look like if you make that move. I'm kind of done. I'm not, well, I'll just say I'm kind of tired of the Pascal Siakam rumors. Like, is, is, is the deal going to get done or not? You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm done about the posturing and the rumors and, and this. So you're not going to hear me talk too much about the Pascal Siakam thing. Um, yeah, I think we've kind of milked that thing to death. But um, in addition to the Matthews move, they also made to move they made the move to let um Tyrese Martin almost forgot about <laughs> almost forgot his name uh Tyrese Martin they they uh went ahead and uh requested waivers on him now there's still a small chance I haven't done any uh, as of this podcast I haven't done any searches on him but uh there is a small chance if they wanted to bring him back they could bring him back but um I don't know man I think they're just going to kind of punt on Tyrese Martin um, they requested waivers on him, I think on Saturday, I think that's when the release was out. So Tyrese Martin is, uh, no longer now, if worse comes to worst, they still have a, a third two way spot. If they wanted to bring him back, they could, but, um, I'm not sure, but, um, I, I like Tyrese, man. I thought he was, I thought he was a decent player. I, I always thought that him making his team was going to be kind of tough, because he does a lot of good things, but he doesn't really do one thing that's really great. You know, he's, he I think he's still kind of trying to find his niche. And uh, I think he's a great kid. I think he's got tons of ability. So hopefully he can get on with, with the G League squad and make his make his bones there and, and hopefully get back into the league. But um, Wes Matthews in, Tyrese Martin out. So that brings the Hawks roster to 15 guys on guaranteed contracts. 16 if you count Vic Crucci. Um, I think Vit has a Vit still on a non-guarantee. I think his non-guarantee date is on in January. So, just looking at the 15 guys that they have, um, you've got Trey. You've got you got your starting five with Trey, DJ, Hunter. Let's just say Sadiq Bay is your four and Capella. That's your five uh, off the bench. You got uh, Patty Mills, Kobe Bufkin. You got Bogey, AJ, you got Garrison Matthews, and Wes Matthews. Now, Garrison Matthews is one T, Wes Matthews is two T's. <laughs> uh, Jalen, you got Muhammad, and you got Big O. So that's 15 guys uh, with guaranteed roster, uh, I mean, guaranteed contracts. You got the Vic Crucci, who may be guaranteed in, in January. And then you got the two, the two two way guys with Seth Lundy and Miles Norris. So. They have one two-way position open, and I think going into the season, they have to cut at least one guy. So if nothing else, they'll probably just cut Vit and just go into the the season that way. Or they can make a trade and add Siakam and maybe get rid of two or three guys. I don't know, but those are the possibilities um, as far as the roster is concerned. So that that's your roster. So... Um, I might do another pod and, and just ask you guys, and, and maybe I'll, I'll send out some some uh, some polls this week to see how are you guys feeling about the roster as of now compared to last year, right? Do you think it's better? Do you think it's worse? You know, um, I, I'm interested to know what you guys think. So maybe I'll shoot that poll out today and see what you guys think. And on the next pod, we'll talk about it. 
Um, For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah, so that is it for the roster is concerned. Um, I want to talk a little bit about <laughs> a tweet that got Hawk's Twitter up in arms. Uh, I don't know if what these folks over at the ringer have against Trey Young, but uh, it's crazy some of the tweets that come out with these guys. But um, Kevin O'Connor, who writes for the ringer, uh said the other day uh somebody let me see if i can hold on let me see if i can find the tweet first because let me, i want i want to set that up this kind of set up the segment okay here it is so kevin o'connor who writes for the uh the ringer was responding to a tweet and said i uh, a tweet from stat muse said Dejounte and trey first season as a duo they gave their numbers right trey was 26 points 10 assists uh dj was 20 points six assists five boards and they said a question, how many backcourts are better right now? Kevin O'Connor says, Mavs, Grizzlies, Warriors, Bucks, Thunder, Celtics, Suns, and Cavs. He says at least those, probably more, plus whoever ends up with Dame or Harden. <laughs> yeah, let's 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 not be ridiculous, Kevin. Like, let's not be ridiculous. And you guys know me. Like, I'm going to give it to you straight. Like, I'm not even like a Hawks Homer guy. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not even that dude. But some of these, some of these uh, backcourts that he has up here, we just go, we just going to knock some of these off. Let's just off the top, right? And just kind of, let's just talk about this right here, right now. Let's get this out in the open. First things first, the Milwaukee Bucks, yo. Are you for real? Like, are you for real? The backcourt of Drew Holiday and um, Allen, the kid from Duke, Grayson Allen. Are you kidding me? Like, and I'm a big Drew Holiday guy. And so I think that he thought that Chris Middleton was their two. Right. But he's not. He's their three. He's a forward. Right. He's not a two guard. So, like, first of all, you're not even doing your research. Like. If it was Holiday and Middleton, maybe you would have like a better argument. But nah, their backcourt is is Drew Holiday and Grace Allen. So we not even we not finna do that. Nah. So scratch the Bucks up out of here. The Thunder, Shy Gildress and Josh Giddy. That's a good backcourt. But nah, I'm not giving you that one either. Like I'll even give you like that. Shy is like a top tier point guard. Like. I'm not even going. I'm not even going to hold you about how good Shy Gilgis Alexander is, like because he's really good. Like he's really good. Like there, there was a point last year that he was in the MVP conversation. He had that type of year. Josh Giddy's a good up and coming player, but the two of them together, nah, scratch them dudes off the list. So we got the Bugs up out of here, the the Bucks up out of here, the Thunder up out of here. He said the Celtics, right? And so the Celtics backcourt, Jalen Brown. And Derek White. Now, I'll tell you what. Now, defensively, you may have that. 
Like defensively, like that's that's one of the better defending backcourts in the league. But if you're talking about totality, as far as like just being dynamic production, nah. Like I'm not, nah. We're not doing that. So those are three right off the bat that I'm not even gonna give you. Like I'm not even gonna entertain those. Like he talked about the Grizz. Now the Grizz is interesting because you got John Morant and you got Desmond Bain, which is a really good backcourt. It's a really good backcourt. Um, then you throw in Marcus Smart, like so far as like a trio, like if you want to talk trios, like Josh Smart and Bane, that's one of the better ones in the league. Like I, I like, I'm not saying that that one is asinine or, or crazy. I just <sighs> Josh Smart and Bane. Would I take that over Trey Dejounte and Bogey? I don't know. Like I will flip a coin on that. To be honest with you, I will flip a coin on that. And I would still kind of give the edge to the Hawks. Just basically because they have the better player out of those six, right? So if you're giving me those three versus the Hawks three, I wouldn't be mad if you went with the Grizz. But I would go with the Hawks based on they have the better player. And I think that, um, yeah, just just solely based on that. I mean, Bain is is a terrific two-way guy who I think is might be underrated. Uh, Smart's getting a little older than the two, but, you know, he's still a very valuable piece. Jaw's jaw, you know. But, uh, yeah, I, I still would like the Hawks trio over that if you're talking Grizz, right? All right. So, now we're talking top five here. Now we're talking top five. Now you got the Mavs, the Warriors, the Suns, and the Cavs. That's four, that's four teams. If the Hawks, let's say all four of those are better than the Hawks then you still have a top five backcourt. And to be honest with you, if you have a top five backcourt, that's still like really good. Like still better than most. That's still better than 95, 97%. I don't know what the percentages is, but if you're top five, that's really good. So even if I were to give you the four in front of them that I just mentioned, that's still very good. That's still very good. So don't be tweeting me telling myself, oh, E-Dub's hating on the Hawks. Nah. I'm not doing that. I'm just keeping it a buck, right? So, let's look at these top four. Luka and Kyrie. If somebody went Luka and Kyrie better than Trey and DeJounte, I wouldn't be mad. I don't know if I would pick those two based on, if anything, I would take... Here's the thing. I think Kyrie doesn't do that duo justice because of his availability. Kyrie's not going to play 70 games. Kyrie might not even play 65 games. So if like, and I think all things, I think Trey and Luca kind of cancel out. I know I may get a lot of heat from that. I think they kind of cancel out. And when if you're talking about Kyrie versus DeJounte, I think Kyrie might be the more dynamic player. I think even though DeJounte had a down year defensively, he's still a better defender than Kyrie, and Kyrie's not going to play as many games. That's why I would take the Hawks over the Mavs. But if you gave me the Mavs and said, oh, the Mavs, like, I'm not going to, like, we're not going to go back and forth for two hours. Like, I'm like, that's legitimate. Like, that's a good duo. It's a good duo. Like, all things aside, that's a good duo. Book and Beal, right? Booker is that dude. Like, Booker is really good. Big fan of Bradley Beal, too. Um, there's a question mark here because I don't really know how good they can be, right? Because it's their first year together. 
Like, if you would have gave me CP3 and Book, I would say, you know what, they, they probably, you might be right. I just, there's an unknown there, so I'll kind of just leave that as it is. Again, these guys right here, these four, I'm not going to argue with you. So, like, if you take one side, I'm like, like, okay, yeah. Like, I can, I can, I can understand why you would say those two. They have the potential to be a top five backcourt. Book and Beal, uh, I mean, both of those guys are just three-level scores. They're just really good. I would I wouldn't be mad at that either. Um, I just don't know what they are, so that's kind of an incomplete, right? But I mean, it, it, I, I I still wouldn't just throw them above Trey and Dejounte. Like, well, like what are we doing? Like these guys haven't even played together yet. Like, you know what I'm saying? But like, I, I kind of get it. Um, Garland and Mitchell, Garland and Mitchell. That's another one I'll give you. I'll give you Garland and Mitchell. If you say those two are better than, like, as a duo, like, statistically, they might even be there. But, like, last year we saw, like, the Cavs were a better team than the Hawks last year. And, of course, there's a whole bunch of things that go into that factor. But I think they were a better backcourt last year. I think they were a better backcourt last year. So, for all intents and purposes, Garland and Mitchell, yeah, I think they're a better backcourt. That's no slight on Trey and DeJounte, you know. But that's a really good backcourt. So I'll give you the Cavs. Last but not least, you got the Splash Brothers. Listen, I know the I, I know Clay is not what he used to be, but this is the best shooting backcourt of all time, <laughs> of all time. Name me another backcourt that shoot that that has two better shooters. You can't. You can't do it. So on GP. On general principle for the youngsters, I man, listen. That's, that's Stephen Clay. I'm not gonna take. I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go. Trey and Dejounte over Stephen Clay. I'm just not gonna do it. You can do it, and I'm not gonna be mad at you if you do it, especially if you're a Hawks fan. That's just how I see it. So the Hawks. If you were to ask me, as an unbiased person, and again, I do a Hawks podcast. I'm not here to be. I'm not here to hit, hit you on no Homer type stuff. If you ask me the Hawks top top five backcourt, yes. Top five, I would say they're top five, maybe even top three. Top five, maybe even top three. That's my prognosis at the end of these. But I agree with the most of you guys. I think this tweet is silly. Hawks, top five, maybe even top three backcourt. Um, I don't think it's the best backcourt in the NBA. Um, that's just kind of my opinion. But these are the types of things that are fun for conversation. It's fun for fodder. It's fun for uh, just, you know, just, you know, what do you, what do you guys think? You know what I'm saying? Like, these are the type of conversations that are fun during the downtime of the NBA, which this is. So, ladies and gentlemen, that uh, I think we're going to put a bow in that, man. So, we talked a little bit about uh, the roster. We talked about a backcourt. Um, we'll be kind of standing by if any news drops, but... Um, until then, man, this, this is the quiet time. I go back to work on Monday, so, uh, we're going to see how it goes, <laughs> but I'm not going to leave you too long without pods. I'm not going to leave you too long. So I'm, I'm going to throw you some every now and again. Appreciate you guys for rocking with me as we are be, uh, are, as we are about to start season 10 of the Hawks beat, uh, it'll be season five of the podcast, but season 10 of the Hawks beat brand. And uh, we appreciate all you guys that rock with us and that has been rocking with us over the years. So, 
Like we always say, man, God is good all the time, and all the time God is good. So if you don't know him, you need to find him. Show him some love because that's all he is showing you. L-O-V-E love. We out. Peace. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.